What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lauda, what do you have? You know, well, the pandemic made deliveries a thing, right? We couldn't go into restaurants, but mm-hmm. <laughs> they're getting fancy. All right. Boy, El Pollo Loco, let me say it right. El Pollo Loco is oh. trying out drone delivery service. What? I literally had that on the paper. What? I knew somebody was going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> like drone wait, drone delivery? Like it drops chicken off like at your crib? And, and by the way, I, I've read this story that the the drone can carry up to six pounds worth of chicken and food. Yeah. Six pounds? Can it carry hot sauce too? Or no? Is that? Like, I would imagine drone? hot sauce is in there. I mean packets. Yeah, we don't do that the little bottle thing. Amazing. Things. Yeah. Chicken from heaven. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I do love me some chicken. So El Pollo Loco is partnering with a company called Flytrax, and it's bringing the drone services to Southern California. And they're actually testing uh, 10 restaurants, and one of the restaurants is in Corona. Okay, so they say that it's actually cheaper to do this than having people, you know, drive the food. And they're cutting cost of the delivery services that usually we use, like Grubhub and Postmates, because they're getting ridiculous okay nope. oh dude I, I did i tell you this story about my wife tried to order postmates mm-hmm. and it was like 12.99 for a, the, the service fee was 12.99 yep. she wanted habit burger for her and the kids it's like the burger costs less than that yep just go drive it's it's i mean i know like when we're in a pinch you know that's why we use them but it's like ridiculous the amount of money that they're charging for that yeah. so they're saying that that's gonna cut costs but then i actually thought about it i was like damn that sucks because that kills people's jobs. In the Some jobs. No, but here's the thing with drones. So I read this story. Uh, it's only for close stuff. The drone mm-hmm. is only designed mm-hmm. to cruise at about 230 feet and can go up to 30 miles per hour and carry six pounds. But it, the drones are not designed to go long distances. So mm-hmm. there is like a radius that it can three only miles. accomplish. Three miles. Yeah, three miles. Three miles. Right. Which, which is normally where drivers don't want to be bothered with anyway. Right. They don't want to go that short either. Right. right. Exactly. So it kind of works out. So... I mean, that's fancy, though. And then I saw, so I was like, you know, I was kind of like blown away because I literally just saw a commercial for Domino's Pizza and they're testing self-driving deliveries in Houston. Oh, that with that little, yeah, the Noid commercials. Yeah, yeah I saw that. You that's need crazy. Hmm. No, bro, but like you oh, know, I was gonna say I didn't think you was a Domino's girl, but you know. I mean, you know. Although they're way better than they used to be. Yeah, they did they a re- are. They did a rebrand, and it, it's not as bad anymore. It's not ideal. That's a hell but, of a pitch. No, I mean, <laughs> not as bad as we used to be. I mean, that's literally was their pitch. <laughs> That literally was their pitch. Yeah. No, but you know what? I saw the little car and it looks like a little smart car and stuff. And I was like, yo, that's wild. I mean, I know we have the Teslas and they drive themselves, but there's someone there. These little cars, these little robotic cars are just themselves driving yeah. your pizza. That's wild. Like where we're and, getting and to. And the El Pollo Loco one is being called Air Loco. Air Loco. That is literally what they're calling it. I'm looking at it here. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, I, it's so. So I think you said they're expanding to ten more cities here in Southern California over the summer. So I now it doesn't. I'm the thing I'm reading doesn't give the next ten cities, but I think that would be interesting to see if they can pull that off. So. Yeah, they're doing ten restaurants, and one of the tens is one of the ten is in Corona. So I was like, hmm. What? Whenever I was uh, when I worked with Greg the first time at Fox Sports Radio there down in Sherman Oaks. There's an El Pollo Loco right next door. And you know, I mean, that literally was like, I must have eaten there like a bazillion times when I worked there. Like almost like every day, I feel like. Look, man, I'm Mexican, okay? And I, I'm, I'm, my mom loves El Pollo Loco. 
I mean, there's other ones that we love too, but like if she's in a bind, it's just like, I just want some chicken. What about pollo campero? Pollo campero is okay. She pre- we prefer pollo loco, but then there's another yeah. one called Juan's pollo, like Ooh. in, in uh, San Gabriel Valley. I don't know if they're around any other place, but like, yo, the one in like Irwindale, fire. The one in Azusa, fire. You are I, kidding. Like, they're you good. You do love some chicken. You bring oh. some ish down. Trust, yo, and first I love of all, I, I mean, listen. <laughs> You know, Juan, I got a, I got a rep for Juan. I mean, you know, Pollo Loco School and Pollo Campero School, but when you got Juan in your name, I got a rep for Juan. Yeah, Juan's Pollo is, oh man, so good. So, yeah. so good. I'm interested. Yeah. So, when, yeah. When we're in the studio, I'll bring some, and then y'all could be like, dang. This yeah, is bring good. some Juan's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what was the uh what was the supermarket that not Vaughn's but Ron's? Is John's. That what it was? John's. 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 Yes, yeah. Yes. John's. Yeah. We should come up with a co- a competitor for Vallarta and call it Vaughn's instead of Vaughn's. Hmm? How about that? That's true. How about that? Yeah, let's go. Anybody got a business plan they want to put together? I think you already started. I know. It's like you got you got to follow through, man. <laughs> let's go. So I I just got one quick question. Oh, okay. The drone. Does it drop mm. off lemon pepper wings too? I mean, if if it if Wingstop started using it, maybe I guess, but I don't think they that's make lemon the, pepper. That's the hook right there. Because yeah, I can't yeah. tell you how many times I'm be watching these playoff games and I'm going, "Damn, I wish I had some wings." Yeah, I mean, Pollo Loco is good though, dude. Bro, trust I know. Uh, I was gonna yeah. say I don't I think the to, lemon pepper. I used to live at the one in Silver Lake before it closed down. Yeah, I like their taquitos. They're good. I love me right a, next a, to the dispensary. Made a nice and mean taquito. <laughs> right next to the dispensary. All right, that's what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, let's get to this Dodger thing, man. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Elsie. They've gotten swept. They've lost mm-hmm. seven of ten. Technically seven of their last eight to the Padres. Right. We were talking about this as this series was un- unfolding. We were talking about, you know, we talked about the chain or whatever, this, that, and the other, and no swag. Well, whether they have swag or not is one thing, but they winning against the Dodgers. So at what point do you look and say, hmm, maybe that's a bad matchup, and you don't want that to be a thing come the postseason? Um, I don't think you ever get there, at least not okay. this season. Okay. okay. At, least, at least not this season. They were very competitive against the, the Dodgers last year in the regular season. And then it got swept in the postseason. So I'm just of the belief that until you as a franchise do something differently against the Dodgers, I'm going to assume that we're still in the same place. And I get it. Um, I was uncomfortable seeing you know a handful of our really good pitchers not be able to just completely dominate and get a win for us. But at the same time, I also know that we're dealing with a whole bunch of other stuff. You know, we're we're bringing guys back into the fold. Guys are coming off of injuries, blah, 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 blah. And San Diego's more motivated for these games than we are. They just are. And they're trailing, you know. They they, they, they need the wins. They're a half game back now, though. But the motivation is a huge factor. They're motivated to beat the Dodgers. We're motivated to get through this season as healthy as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, I mean, they're just two different goals. And until you sweep us or defeat us in the postseason, it's really hard for me to transfer anything that happens in a regular season over. 
It just it Greg, just is. Are you worried a little bit? Even a little bit? No, I think LZ hit it right on the head. Until it gets done in the postseason, and there, there's too many injuries right now. Corey Seager isn't even back yet. He's supposed to come back at the beginning of July. Uh, Cody Bellinger just came off the injured list. Um, Max Muncy just came off the injured list. I mean, there's just a lot of things that are happening that are all just – they're just not full yet. And once they get full, then it changes. It is – but like LZ made a really good point when it comes to the pitching. The pitching is what's – kind of shocking to me is that those guys didn't come through when we really needed them. They let they all three of those guys, Julio Urias, Clayton Kershaw, and Trevor Bauer all gave up runs in the first inning. And that's where you need them to shut the shut them down because if you can get through the top of the order there, then they can then they can skate through the rest of the 6th inning. Instead, they gave up a couple runs and they were fighting from behind the whole time. So, good for the good for the Padres. They they swept. They were the better team those 3 games. Nothing else to say about it. Nope. Man, I'm just saying, like, this this isn't looking great right now, is what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't love that they have been defeated this many times in one in one Man, in, in a we ten game care. sample. After you go through a NFL preseason undefeated and then you have a regular season in which you don't win a game, you realize there are just differences. <laughs> I, no, I get it, but I, I think that the playoffs, a short series, to me, the, see, I, I disagree because baseball, I think that the long – now, crazy things can happen in a short series because they're playing 19 times this year, these two teams, okay? Mm-hmm. So over 19 times, you know, you can kind of get a pretty good feel for who the better team is between, the, between two opponents. Now, sometimes there's bad luck involved there. But over 19, that's like a, a representative sample. It's more of a sample than a five-game series or a three-game series or a seven-game series in the playoffs. But so that's why I'm why I'm more worried because this isn't like that, like football or even like basketball. Um, I, I, the, I don't think the strategy changes all that much in baseball uh, outside of the rotations getting shorter. I, I just feel that when you have one team that's playing as if this is their World Series and you have another team that's okay. playing to survive the regular season, it's just hard to really pull out anything of long-lasting significance from a season series. It, it's just hard for me. You know, it's just sort of so, like, it's like the Clippers versus the Lakers. Well, it's you funny know? you bring up the Lakers because Gary Goulian just tweeted me and says, at Sedano, the Dodger talk sounds a lot like the Laker talk, i.e., once they're healthy, because that he's right. We were kept, we kept saying once they're healthy, and we're doing that a little bit with the Dodgers right now. Those are completely different, and this is why the NBA had the quickest turnaround in this league's history, and the teams that were most impacted by the quick turnaround, they what were four and nothing, or whatever it was. Like Denver won one series and then got swept. The other no, three I, teams I, I, all lost you, in the first. No, you're round. right. So you're right about those, those huge, details. So that is a huge part of it. So because yeah, but of the quick, but here but here's but, what hold I'm on, saying. Let me finish. I, let me finish. Because of the quick turnaround, you had players like Anthony Davis who were injured at the end of last season, didn't have enough time to come into this season heal to begin with. So that's not apples to apples. Wait, but the Dodgers, but the Lakers were healthy and they were up two one against the Suns. Am I wrong here? No, they, no, weren't, they weren't healthy. They, they weren't, weren't healthy, healthy Greg. Let's they were real. Yeah, but they were still up with two, the, their main two guys playing and playing at a close to high level. They were still they were, up 2-1, and they would have won that series. 
Right, but Gary's point is that we, we keep doing this thing and moving the goalposts and moving the goalposts and, and you know moving the line in the sand. And what if they don't get healthy like that? the Dodgers, right? Like that is a possibility too. Kind of like the Lakers ran out of time. They never got healthy. That's what he's referring to. Well, if we're not going to be healthy by September and it's still June, then some guys need to be shut down for the season, Okay, man. <laughs> all right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, let me sneak in a call here. Manny in Santa Barbara wants to tell a story about something that was hid in his family, and this one sounds wild, too. Manny, what's up? Hey, great show, guys. Glad you're on the afternoons. Thank uh, you. So this is what happened. It's my dad's 70th birthday. Uh, we've got family, some friends, um, and for the first time I've got my cousins from New York City they're from my dad's side of the family. So it's New Year's Eve, and we're celebrating, popping the uh, popping the champagne. My aunt in New York calls up, says, so what are you guys doing for New Year's? My cousins say, well, we're celebrating uncle's birthday, my dad. We're celebrating his 70th birthday. My aunt pauses, tells my cousins, it's not your uncle's birthday. They come back. They relay the message to my dad, to everyone celebrating the party. And we're saying, Dad, wait a minute. We thought your birthday is on the first. And Auntie's saying, no, it's not. She says it's on January 13th. And we're all looking at my dad. And he's just sitting there. And he's got this big grin on his face and he just could not hold back the laughter so all these years he had me fooled he had my mom fooled he had everybody who knew him in town fooled that his birthday was on january 1st so it it was a secret that that i knew for a lifetime up to that point wow that's pretty impressive that you did I wonder why he moved it up 12 days. Like, what was the point of that? I'm curious. Did you ask him? The point, no, no. The point was, you know, he when he emigrated to the United States, you know, he figured, well, you know, January 1st is New Year's. Everyone's at partying and having a great time. I'm just going to move my birthday from, from January 13th to January 1st. That was his whole reasoning. It's That's okay, funny. man. I mean, word has it we moved Christmas to make it more convenient. So don't don't, don't worry so, about. All it. right, brother. Appreciate you. All right, man. All right. So coming up next, mm-hmm. uh, I've got a question for you for the audience. HBO tweeted this out, and it's funny, Elsie, because you and I were talking about this just the other day. We were talking about HBO shows or great HBO shows. We had like this long conversation on the show about our favorite HBO shows. So they tweeted out a question. You're at dinner. Mm-hmm. with HBO characters. You get three HBO characters to have dinner with at the same time. Who is on the list? Is it only Hit dinner? us up. It's just a dinner. 877-710-ESPN. Oh. HBO characters. You get three. Who's on your list? Hit us up right now. I thought that was a fascinating question. It's got like 3,000 responses in just a couple of hours. It is a like It's crazy. Question. And then we've got our, S- our honorary SB winner, Coming up, we'll uh, chat with them in just a moment. Stick around. Bring your calls, though, on the HBO conversation. And if you have anything your family's been hiding or you've been hiding from your family or the Dodgers, lots of stuff on the table for you. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. 
Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Sedano LZ and Cap with you here. Just Sedano and LZ today. Cap is out this week still. He'll be back next week. By the way, we want to shout out someone, Audrey Ritter, who is one of our three finalists for an honorary SB. She is the president of the Northridge Little League. Awesome. I got a, Northridge is near and dear to my heart because my wife grew up in, in that area. And, uh, you know, we love the Valley. So shout out to her. Best of luck. Hope she wins. Uh, and uh, we will have more finalists to announce here as the week goes on. So, LZ, I asked the question. HBO tweeted this out. I thought it was awesome. And it was, you're at dinner with HBO characters. Who's on the list? You get a max of three. Who are your three? Snoop. Omar. Oh, okay, okay. Snoop and Omar from The Wire. And then, because I thought you meant Snoop, like Snoop Dogg, for a second. Oh I was like, no, Wait, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. And then that third, that third person is tricky, because there's a part of me that wants to get laid and just wants to pick a hot dude, but you said it was just dinner. And that, yeah, that it's just nothing, dinner. There was nothing afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Littlefinger. Really, Littlefinger. Yeah, Why? See. Why Littlefinger? Did you not hear the other two? I got oh, well, Snoop, yeah. Omar, and Littlefinger trying to run some BS on them. I just want to sit there and just watch it all unfold. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it'll be highly entertaining and thoughtful and quite possibly dangerous dinner. But that's, you know, I think that, I think that'd be a good crew. So I would want... Stringer mm-hmm. Bell from The Wire. Okay. Okay. Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. I would want Larry David. Okay. And then I would want Jeremy Piven, Ari Gold. Okay. I would want Ari Gold to be to be there. I I felt like Ari Gold, even when that show like started to teeter in the other direction after about season four-ish or five, Mm -hmm. I still felt he was one of the most interesting, fun characters on all of television. Like, he carried that show those last several years. Carried it, Jeremy Piven. Hence the the Emmy. Right. Right. But Stringer Bell, like, Stringer Bell on that show is incredible. And Larry David, come on, Larry David is crazy, like, right? So, yeah, those are... He's he's definitely funny and and I mean it's really hard to pick three from HBO shows and yeah this. right it, right because I could have got Tony Soprano for sure yeah I'm, I'm not bringing those Sopranos though man yeah you don't want, you don't want any mess shooting up my dinner and stuff nah man I ain't <laughs> I'm not gonna do that see I know yeah. that Snoop and and Omar while they are dangerous they ain't gonna do it in the restaurant right and Littlefinger. He might do it in a restaurant, but you won't die until three weeks later. He would have slowly poisoned your soup, and you wouldn't have mm-hmm. known until much time later. Yeah. 
Then my fourth person, if I would have picked an extra, would have been um, the Dragon Queen. You want a little, little crazy, don't you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, she's interesting. She yeah. is interesting, Craig. So I went with I went with Selena Meyer because oh Selena be, Meyer is a good one. I didn't she, think of that. She would be so funny to be the things that come out of her mouth. Yeah, are hilarious. I'd and then I had deep. some trouble with with the Game of Thrones. I was either going to go with Bronn or Tyrion, and I think oh. I'm going to go with Tyrion just because he he's going to hang with you all night and he's going to drink with oh, you. Oh yeah, take and it, you're going to take you to fun yeah. places. You yeah, know, but when get, Ish starts to pop down, he's going to be the first one to run. We've seen him right. do it all throughout the show. Yeah, yeah that's no, true. So maybe Bronn would have been the right place <laughs> at that point, the right guy for there. But then the other one, though, is I went with somebody from The Wire, but it wasn't Omar, which would have been really cool. I went with Bunk. I just oh, think oh, Bunk, bunk would have been. For real? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I went with funky tail Bunk? <laughs> yeah, he see he can get down, and he's just a he just seems like he'd be a really good time to hang out with. So uh, I went with Bunk. Yeah. See, I know. Lord, Will, you, I know are you an HBO show person or no? Clubs and stuff. I am. Most of mine would come from the wire, though. Go on. TBH. So I had, of course, Mr. Elba, because you know he's just. He said just dinner. That's why I asked. Mm. He said just dinner. It's okay. I could just take him. I like Stringer Bell's character, though. Yeah, me too. So Omar. And then I was between that and then um, the true detective, Matthew McConaughey. But then. Oh. Well, Matthew McConaughey, true detective, is the weird one. Yeah, I know. But then that's kind of why I was like, oh, you know? But then I said, I kind of want a soprano. So I was like, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Or what about uh, what was the uh, uh, Jamie Lynn Sigler's character? What's her name? The one Meadow. that killed out in the Meadow. Yeah. Field? Oh, Me- no, no, Meadow, no, Meadow, no, Meadow. No, don't tell. I just started watching Sopranos. No, like she doesn't, dude. He's not. Oh, okay. Different Wait. person. Wait, you uh, just started watching Sopranos? Yeah, I like three I ain't gonna days feel ago. Bad yeah. For Wait, what? For you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just telling you. I'm yeah, now that we're well, How long has that show been off the air? Like Twelve years? years? Ten years? Yeah, it's been Wait, a long time. Greg, yes. you gave me so much heat because I can't use other words for not watching Game of Thrones, and you're yeah, barely you watching The Sopranos. Oh, uh, no. You yeah, just starting yeah. The Sopranos? I'm just starting because I never got into it. See? And I was like, I got some time, so I'm going to start watching. You can't tell me nothing no more about nothing. shows. <laughs> I mean, she does got you. Why do you I, do this to yourself? <laughs> because it's fun. I don't know. I enjoy it, I guess. But, <laughs> I guess. But I, I, I will say this. this. Like, yeah, I'll watch it. I will say this. Your Selena Meyer pull was fantastic. I, I wish I would have thought of that before. Yeah, she's she is, the greatest. She would be great. That show... One of the few shows that we've talked about this before that did the ending right. Like, just did the ending right. Like, they knew what they were doing when they, they did They did it. do the ending right. I'm not sure, though, I want to um, have dinner with her, though. Like, some people I like Because you think something watch. ridiculous would happen at where, the restaurant. Where her character and, like, Soprano, Tony Soprano and a few others, there's certain people you want to watch, but you don't want to be part of the ecosystem. Right. She's one of them. Okay, but, but there's other people like Snoop and Omar where it's just like, yeah, I just want to roll with you real quick. I just want to listen to your listen to you talk about life and then kill somebody. <laughs> um, Thomas is in Gardena. He wants to jump in real quick. Thomas, hey, how's it going, guys? What's up, bro? Hey. All right, look, my three is uh, number one, Kenny Powers. 
from East Oh, Bonnie, Kenny Powers. Love. That's a good one. That is a good drive one. me nuts. I haven't loved the biggest so much since Archie Bunker. <laughs> uh, number two is Rob Stark. Because I'm like, come on, bro. How you see that coming with the red ready? I know, Rob. Come on, man. Got to have your head on a swivel. They were locking and the doors, three, Holmes. And then, <laughs> number three has got to be Omar. Because uh, wearing pants ain't going to be no problem, Omar. Come on now. No problem. That's why I got Snoop, so you had backup. And then that, and that's my three. And listen, Lord, uh, Greg, uh, the other night we made tacos, right? And I forgot. I accidentally got flowers, tortillas. No problem. You were okay with it? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with flour, tortillas, and tacos. That's – there we go. That's I mean, I like it's not – Thank you, sir. Thank yeah, you. I mean – Right, I mean, have a good night, man. Thanks. You better watch out right, for Omar. <laughs> All right, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Um, this happened on ESPN Airwaves, so I'm going to send you this audio, Laura. So Jalen Rose just just straight up just punked Jay Williams on the air right now, apparently before this game. Jay was saying something, and Jalen's only response was, well, I got hacked. If you don't know what we're talking oh. about, <laughs> Jay Williams oh. claimed he got hacked after he tweeted that the Celtics made history Woo. and hired their first black coach and then deleted it and said that clearly it wasn't their first black coach. They've had Bill Russell, Casey Jones, Doc Rivers recently. They got black coaches in the league now who were black coaches for the Celtics. Right. Not that and, long ago. <laughs> and then, so I, I, I'm going to send this audio to Laura. We can play this on the other side, too, in our game when we play our game. All right. We've got uh, Big Deal No Deal, the highest-rated segment on the station coming up in a couple of minutes. But first, let's talk. We do have Audrey. Okay, great. Uh, Audrey Ritter, uh, one of the finalists for our honorary ESPY. She is the president of the Northridge Little League, and she was nominated by Jamie Bartholomew. This is what Jamie said about you, okay, Audrey, and thank you for joining us. I'd I'd like to nominate the president of Northridge City Little League for the voluntary ESPY. Audrey has worked tirelessly this year to provide a safe baseball season for almost 500 players. Not only did she serve her own families, but Audrey stepped up to help another league that couldn't have a season. She got Little League Baseball to grant her boundaries uh, so those players could be eligible for the All-Stars. The list goes on and on and on. So Jamie nominated you. Audrey, congratulations for being nominated. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, and it's quite an honor, but I'm more honored to have brought baseball back to Northridge Little League and to see 500 kids out there playing baseball. What is your favorite part about watching them connect to this sport? It's watching the kids smile, win, lose, strike out, get a big hit when they have their snacks after the game. That's probably my favorite part. (laughs) That is the best part, no doubt about that. Well, listen, Audrey, Congratulations on the nomination. Fingers crossed for you, okay? And thank you for joining us. Thank you. And thank you thank for, you for you having do. me. Have a great day. Yes, and thank, thank you, you so for much. what you do, as LZ said. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Take care. All righty, Audrey. Best of luck to you. All right, there she is, Audrey Ritter. All right, coming up next, big deal, no deal. Back in two minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Speaking of big deals, it's a big deal for you to call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call my friends at Sam and Ash Law at 800-304-2000. That's 800-304-2000 because you deserve what's right. What's right, Greg? All right, we'll start with LZ. Today, Scotty Pippen was on the Dan Lebertard show today, and Scotty said that Jordan would cheat to win some bets. Jordan allegedly bet Pippen $100 on the outcome of pre-recorded animated bull races during games on the Chicago Stadium <laughs> Jumbotron. However, <laughs> however, Jordan would ask the Bulls' operations staff before each game which color bull would win the race that night. They would tell him, and then Jordan would use this information to trick Pippen into losing the bet. Is this a big deal or no deal? It's a big deal. I mean, deal. it's no deal because we already know Michael Jordan, as he claimed, has a com- had a competitive problem, uh, a competition problem. My man has a gambling problem, okay? When you – he has both, okay? The, those things can be, uh, can be mutually exclusive or not mutually exclusive. Um Yo, you got a little bit of an issue, man. You betting on the on the jumbotron races, okay? But but uh, here's where it's really a big deal, because we know from the documentary, the Bulls weren't even paying Pippen right. Right. So not only was he taking money, he was taking money when dude wasn't even paid paid like that. And on top of that, he didn't co-sign for Pippen to get paid paid for like right. that. <laughs> yeah. So not Mike only is did he cheat, bad friend. He's, He's not a, a good friend, man. He's not a good friend. And, and you know what? Basically, Michael Jordan is a jerk. Like, that's just the that's reality cool of it. Like, like, I don't know if he's a jerk now, but damn, Pippen took that contract because his family was broke and dad was in the hospital. And here yeah. you are cheating to win little coins off of him from the Bulls race? Come on, Mike. <laughs> Come on, dog. That's just crazy, bro. Damn. <laughs> All right. What's next, Chris? On to the the next. Yeah, poor Scotty. I love you, Scotty. All right, we'll start with LZ. Uh, Kyle Schwarber of the Washington Nationals hit a three-run home run to tie the game versus the Philadelphia Phillies yesterday. So Nationals Twitter put out a picture of Kyle Schwarber hitting the home run, and it said the caption was, game-tying three-pointers in Philly this year. Ben Simmons zero, Kyle Schwarber one. Is this a big deal or no deal? That's a big deal. Well, no, it's a big deal. It's, it's a, a big, big deal. deal. Yeah. It's a big yeah. deal, man. Yeah. Like, because yeah. now everyone is in on it, and you just got to go. <laughs> you just got to go. What's a good fit for him, real quick? Team-wise? Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. He can fit anywhere. He fits on every single team in his league. Mm-hmm. The The real question is, the team that he goes to, what do they need from him? Philly needed right. him to get some buckets. Yeah. And he and he fell flat on his face. But you can drop him in on any team in his league and he can fit, but he may not give you what you need. But he can fit, if that makes sense. So if I let me ask you this. If I put him in Minnesota with Cat, with D'Angelo, and with Anthony Edwards, three dudes that can score. Yep. He fits. Yeah. He he, fit, he he fits everywhere. He fits. In How about Miami. Golden State? He fits. He fits in Golden State. He fits everywhere. Draymond ain't stroking threes like that. Everybody yeah. out there ain't stroking threes like that in Golden State. Yeah. He LA? can fit anywhere. Every LA yeah. team, Sparks, yeah. Lakers. 
He could probably, you put some skates on, he could probably help the Kings out. He's a very yeah. talented player. Yeah. It's just if you need somebody who's making that kind of money, you need them to score. Now right. that's the issue. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right, on to the next one, Greg. All right, Sedano, Jerry Seinfeld is going to be in a new movie, and he's directing it. It's going to be based on the origins of the Pop-Tart. Is this a big deal or no deal? Um, I mean, it doesn't sound like something I would want to watch, although I kind of like Jerry Seinfeld, you know. So, I mean, I like I, I liked Seinfeld. I also like comedians in cars drinking coffee. Um. So I, I, I'll, I'll say it's a big deal only because of Seinfeld, and I'm guessing it's some sort of, like, mockumentary or something like that, and it will probably be funnier than, than the title suggests or the subject matter suggests. So for a little bit of context, he says, Stuck at home watching endless sad faces on TV. I thought this would be a good time to make something based on pure silliness. Yeah, so a mockumentary. Yeah, then I, it, sound, it probably will be funny is my guess. Is he going to direct and be in it? Yes. Yes. Oh, then it's going to be half funny. Oh. Well, he actually was the weakest of the four characters on Seinfeld. Right. So, I mean, and that's not to say he wasn't funny. Obviously, he was very funny. But between the way that George and and, and Kramer and Elaine and Kramer and yeah. held it down, he got to be the straight man. But they were actually the one putting in all the extra comedic work, if you will. You're right. You're right. You're right. What what's next, Greg? On to the next one. All right, LZ. At, the Atlanta Hawks are up one zero over the Milwaukee Bucks, and last night Trey Young did a little bit of a shoulder shimmy before hitting a three. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> Was that move a big deal or no deal? Oh man, I've been trying to tell y'all about these kids, man. I've been trying to tell y'all about these damn kids, these badass kids out in the league right now. That's a huge deal. He ain't even supposed to be here. Yeah. And now he acting like he owned the joint. I'm here for all of it. I love it. I love I mean, it. I love I, it. I agree. Big deal. I mean, Antoine Walker was famous for the shimmy shake, but he would, he would do it after he scored a basket, not before. <laughs> I mean, Antoine was cocky as hell. If people remember what he was like as a player, He's you know? Shimmy and shooting 32% from three. Right. But, 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 you know, hey, that man hit big shots when he won a championship. Okay. Like he did, he did. Twan balled out, but man. Well, I used to, so I used to have a a colleague when I covered that team. His name is Chris Perkins. He now covers the dolphins. Um, and Chris is, uh, from Texas. So he's got a little bit of a twang, black dude with a little bit of a Texas twang to him. Mm -hmm. And he'd be like, George, just going to tell you, man. Twan is the most consistent player in the league. And I'm like, what are you talking about, Chris? He's like, 40%, man. 40% from the field, no matter what. 40%. No matter what. Some nights it's going to be 4 of 10, okay? Another night he may go 12 of 14, but it always equals 40% in the end. And you know, he he right. He never lied. He He right. Chris Perkins. I know if you listen to this podcast, I'm shouting you out because you are right as hell about him. Twice, so. swear to God, he was Steph Curry before Steph Curry. He really did. <laughs> he did. He did. He did. No doubt. Um, Next. Good. Yeah, one more. Go ahead. 
You know what happens when we do one more. But anyway, oh, Sedano. Oh, a terrible one. Go ahead. <laughs> Fox and ESPN are apparently in a bidding war for the not-retired quarterback, Robert Griffin III. If he oh, retires, I thought it was for me. I was like, my deal coming up? And I didn't know. <laughs> if he retires, it looks like he'll be able to choose of which one he goes to. So right. is RG3 in the booth a big deal or no deal? Okay, I've interviewed RG3 before. And I don't know if you have LZ. He's really good. <laughs> like, I, I think he's really good. Um, he's a very introspective person. Um, and clearly, he knows the game. And I don't, you know, granted, his career was sidetracked because of injury and whatnot. Um, but, you know, he stuck around. And he, I, I feel like he did a really good job mentoring Lamar. And mm-hmm. that's a tough transition to make when, you you know, you see a kid and, you, you know, a lot of guys would be bitter there and be like, man, that was, that was me. Like, I was supposed to be the MVP. You know what I mean? Like, I was rookie of the year and then, you know, my, nothing worked for me. The fact that he's always been so even after that and was able to make that transition to being a role player and a mentor even, I, I, I got a lot of love for Robert Griffin III in that regard. So I'm going to say big deal because I, I, I've interviewed him. I know he's good um, at this kind of stuff. Um. You know, I don't know if it's a big deal or not, because while, you know, I have spoken to him quite a few times over the years, that's totally different than the job that he's being asked to do. You know, just because you're good at talking at one thing or doing one thing in terms of communication doesn't mean that's easily transferable. You get shocked at the number of excellent writers that can't speak or excellent speakers that can't write. So I don't know if he's going to be able to be a color commentator in real time as the game is unfolding and be able to give you insight that doesn't sound as if he's just saying the basic things, but actually giving you something that makes you go, hmm, Yeah, that's hard, man. Yeah, That's hard. I'll tell you. I've worked with, and I am also one, I'm not really good at it. Like, I've done it for tennis, and I'm cognizant of the fact that there are a lot of people that are much better at it. Now, maybe I need to do more reps, or maybe if I would have done my reps, I would have gotten better at it, but it's hard, man. So I I wish him well. I hope he does well. But I don't know if it's a big deal or no deal because we haven't heard him do it yet. All right. Is that like your way of uh, uh, using your lifeline there? Is that kind of what happened? Well, it's like I was presenting a question before I got all the information to answer it. He's asking me if someone's going to be good in the – basically if it's a big deal if someone's going to be in the booth. And I was like, I don't know because I never heard him do the job. Yeah, you're right, Greg. Your last questions do stink. All right, that is it. (laughs) Big deal or no deal. All right, so real quick, we got one more segment to go. <laughs> I mean, they do. I mean, it is what it is. We got a juicy Laker rumor for you. Yeah, to Uh-oh. end the show. How about that? So it's we'll going have up that in for smoke. You. Sorry, Alex. And we'll have Jalen clowning Jay Williams for you uh, in the pregame today, which mm. was really juicy and fantastic as well. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So Jalen did this to Jay Will, man. He threw some poison at him. So if you didn't hear us earlier... There was some ESPN and ESPN crime on national television right before this game, this Clipper uh, Suns game. So, if you don't know the story, Jason, Jason, I guess it is Jason, but Jay Williams, um, who works for us, 
You can catch him on KJZ. He's he's Jay in KJZ. And he tweeted out this thing where, hey, Celtics make history, first black coach in their in their history, yada, yada. First black coach in Celtics history. Let's right. just stop. start there. Right. Just and, all kinds of wrong. <laughs> right. So everyone was like, uh, dude, they just had Doc Rivers not that long ago. And then, like, obviously you go Bill Russell, Casey Jones. Right. There's a lot of guys, right? So he deletes it uh, or it gets deleted. And he claims after that he was hacked. And it was just like, come on, bro. Somebody's going to hack your I, – I love you, Jay. But somebody's hacking your Twitter account to tweet that? Right. Like if they like when people get their Twitter hacked, it usually says some really crazy ish, right? Like it right. says something that is so out of character, right? In a lot of cases than right. what the person normally is and like you can tell it's something or it's some sort of like um like ad, it like basically becomes an ad Dude. for something else. <laughs> like, right? Like it, like it said something about great guy, well deserved. <laughs> like it was so like Right. And he was such, talking about Ime Yudoka, right? right. Clearly. Yeah. So, right, it was very specific. But when a hacker hacks you, there's a reason, and they're doing it for to promote whatever it is they're trying to promote, right, that particular right. hacker. That's generally the case. Or to really um, hurt someone's uh, image and saying disparaging things that clearly that right. person would never say. Like, everyone wouldn't believe that. Um, so, not something about the Boston Celtics hiring practices, right? Like, that just doesn't seem accurate. So that was the deal. Everybody was clowning him then for that and then clowned him for the I got hacked thing. Um, it wasn't so, just I got hacked though, George. It was, and my passwords have now been changed. Right, my passwords have been changed. A little <laughs> extra. A little it's, extra. It's like, it so extra. So, by the way, did you, why didn't you just tweet, like, at, at, create a thread and say, uh, I also created a 2FA on authentication on my Twitter too. <laughs> I'm now using Okta for my Twitter. Um, but anyhow, so they're doing analysis in the pregame, right? And Jay Williams is breaking down some tape or something, and they're they're having some spirited conversation about someone. I don't even remember the specifics, right? But they're talking about the Suns and Clippers. And Jalen just drops in, I was hacked in there. <laughs> and, and Jay just go, runs right through that red light, doesn't even stop. But you could hear everyone else on set laughing. Um, so let me hear that sound, Laura. Until you do it in the playoffs, I understood. that question, he's doing he, And he's been doing it in the playoffs, 48 points in the Eastern Conference Finals. Crazy. He is that guy. And I tried to tell my man. Okay, Jay stop, Rose, stop, 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 stop. All right, so they're clearly, they're clearly talking about Trey, Trey Young. Um, Woj is the first voice you'll hear. It's Woj on set, Maria Taylor, Jalen, and Jay. Now play it again. Sorry, my bad. Bucks were defensively. Oh. I said if they played drop coverage, it was going to be a problem for the Bucks. Well, Before you talk, hold on. Let me break it down. Let me show you. Well, I got hacked. Let me show you <laughs> what I have meant. Professor Jay's breakdown. No. Oh. I got hacked. Now, to Jay Will's credit, he pushed through. He yes, powered he through it. Yeah. But it burned him. It did burn. It burned. Him. It would burn me. It burned. Him. Yeah, that I mean, it's look, man. Sometimes you just gotta take the L. You get them wrong. It's okay. It's okay. It's, I literally just said I'm not good at like play by play tennis stuff. Hacked. Like you know, it's okay. You can't. You don't need to be good at everything. You don't need to be perfect at everything. You know, it's it happens. 
especially when you're on television that much, you're going to say some dumb ish when you're on television that much. It, it, right, exactly. It's just bound to happen. It's just right? bound to happen. You're going to okay. make a mistake. Right, not, it's okay. Yeah. But what you can't do is instead of be like, my bad, or ha ha ha, or you know, I'm mad at Doc, that's why I didn't say his name. Like, no. Right. To say that you were hacked, yeah. And that the hacker. I, I mean, that, that's such an easy move. Like, you make that mistake and you're like, you know what, guys? I'm an idiot. Sorry. Right. Obviously, I got that wrong. And I got then caught just, up. That move it along. That's it. That's it. Yeah. But now you're forever the hacked guy. Yeah. Now you made it worse. You made it worse. Yeah. And now Jalen's making fun of you. On national television. Mm. Doing a conference finals <laughs> right there's a lot of people watching there's a lot of people watching yeah they're that the conference finals are averaging like six seven million people so the pregame right before the game is probably getting you like at least four or five oh. and it's all over the internet now not <sighs> good yeah not good uh speaking of juicy though juicy laker rumor for you you ready mm-hmm. bleacher report reporting carmelo anthony Lakers' interest in Carmelo Anthony, L.Z. Granderson. To do Basketball. basketballs? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we need a scorer. Um, and if he's cheap, come on, come on. I mean, he has if, been cheap. He was on the cheap, veterans' minimum. Yeah, if you're cheap, come on. Yeah. If, if you're cheap, come on. That's, you know, so I'm, we need scorers. We need shooters and we need scores, but we need scores more than anything. Yes, so, and on the especially off the bench, especially off the bench. So, you know, I like the idea that you know we might finally get to see Braun and Carmelo play together outside of the Olympics. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and um, you know, I mean, there were a couple of years ago people were calling for Carmelo to be the guy that should be playing over Kuz anyway. They were that that wasn't the right time though. No, it, but well, he showed you in Portland the last two years. He's ready. He's ready. He's, he's, he's ready to be a role ready. player. And he's yeah. ready to be a role player, and he's not afraid of moments. We know this already. Um, as long as he's cheap, I'm good. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that's an issue. Because he can take over for Wesley Matthews as far as I'm concerned. We're good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Wes can de- – I mean, Carmelo ain't defending like Wes, though. No, he's not. But I think in terms of overall impact on the court – yeah. Um, you have to still respect Melo on the offensive end. Oh, and here, here's the thing. He he still he competes on the defensive end because he's in the best shape I've seen him ever, baby. Yeah, he's pretty ripped right now for him. For him. Yeah, yeah. And he's you know, big. There, there were some years in his prime where, you know, when they were soft. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Body wise, he could have been tighter. Yes, that's what I'm speaking yeah. of. He he has some smooth he been tighter. Yeah, he could have been t- tighter. Yeah. The food's good in New York, man. Yeah. Food's oh, good yeah. in New York, man. It's hard. Yeah. All the reasons. Yeah. I was in the worst shape of my life when I lived in New York. Yeah. Greg? Mello? I'm sorry, Elzy. Go, no, go ahead. Yeah. No, I Greg, mean, for, Mello? Uh, on the veterans minimum, I just, look, we already just saw how much Frank Vogel does not trust people if they don't play defense. And Carmelo's not going to play defense like you guys were just talking about. So, is he going to be able to break through if he's not actually going to be able to be on the floor because he can't play any D? But see, here's the difference, though, man. Like, what they were trying to do with Trez wasn't fair to Trez. It wasn't just Trez, though. It was everybody. If well, you couldn't like, play D, you couldn't play. Well, I understand if you weren't willing to play defense and you weren't adhering to the defensive scheme that they had laid out for that night or against that team. I get that. But I think most of the attitude in terms of being trustworthy has to do with Trez. 
And I will simply say when it comes to Trez, he was miscast as a backup center. Mm-hmm. And so it was hard to differentiate between him not being a good defensive player and him not being big enough to play center. <laughs> like, he's a really good offensive force. Mm-hmm. And he hustles on both sides of the floor. You would have thought you would have been able to find some time for that man more often than what we saw, particularly in the postseason. But because they insisted on him being a backup center, he was always overmatched. That's hard. Yeah. All right, we're done here. Elsie Granderson, excellent work as always. You too, brother. And Laura. Laura and Greg, great job. We will talk to you mañana at 3.55. Have a great night. Well, I got hacked.